Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of Movies. My name is Colin. I'm the C. Joining me is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Welcome back, Colin. Thank you. I um, I enjoyed your, your seven-minute podcast on Shazam last time. Thank you. I'm glad you did. And apparently, a lot of people have done so as well. More than some of our podcasts that last for one hour. Really? Is this the, is this the way forward? <laughs> I think I think so. Maybe. Well, it's a lot of work, by the way. Is it? <laughs> doing doing a seven minute podcast is quite a lot of work. Did, More than I'm used to doing. Did you write a script for it? Or didn't? I I I I had to at some point because <laughs> there there was no way I could improvise talking, uh, by myself to a mic. It was it was tough. It was really tough. Uh, you weren't lying when you say it was tough. It's yeah. Work, I, I right? gotta say, it does it sounds difficult? I, I, I've not done. I I used to co-host a radio show and I did do one one or two episodes by myself and even that is incredibly difficult so uh, we might find out my view, my thoughts on Shazam a bit later maybe <laughs> okay. Um, okay but uh, but our main topic of conversation today is people playing themselves in films mm. um, yeah you're going to do a lot of the talking this time oh around, boy <laughs> okay. yes you uh, chose this topic by the way I think it's a fun topic um, we'll find out but there's, uh, there's also so much news I think we might have, I think we might break all records amount of news um, we're going to do uh, talk about the films of Brie Larson Captain Marvel herself and a little quiz on Serenity ah, such a good film it's such a good film that was my first question <laughs> is, Serenity a, <laughs> is Serenity a good film yes, yes. Um, but we start as we always do uh, with some movie news uh, I don't know how much you've got season, but I've got a month's worth of movie news here, so <laughs> this is, uh... well I'm going to start with something more left field than usual oh yeah um, I last Last week, I met a guy who did the animation for Avengers Endgame. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he. Yeah. We were, we were just having a dinner um, for for a friend, and I was just talking to him, and he he does the animation for it. He's, he has actually done the animation for Infinity War. All right. Uh, the first Fantastic Beast and uh, Civil War. So oh, that's cool. His name is going to appear on the credits as well. So I know someone famous. That's quite well. I don't want to. I don't want to dampen your <laughs> spirits. There's literally a million names in those credits. Yeah, I know. But do you know any one of them, Colin? Do you? Maybe. I don't know. Uh huh. Really? Um, Simon does actually. My brother knows knows somebody who works on some of these things. Yeah, but yeah, he was telling me he was, he's been working late because, uh, you know, Endgame is coming up in a couple of weeks, so it's quite so, a lot of work going on. So your your first item of movie news is is that you met someone from. A- yeah, I, I think that's good news, right? <laughs> I mean, you have one month's worth of news, Colin. I think this is something worth sharing. Fair enough. No, that's exciting. Um, did did he give you any spoilers? Uh, well, he didn't. He doesn't know the entire plot because obviously animation is the team of people working on. Yeah. Right? So you need literally to, you know, literally a million people working on it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, but he knows where um the last scene is Ooh. set. But I'm not too sure. Yeah, no, <laughs> whether no, that helps us anyway. No, no spoilers here. No spoilers here. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I I haven't met anyone famous since we last recorded, um, but I have some exciting Star Wars news. Um, that Star Wars Celebration is happening uh, even as we speak, I think. Uh, and they've announced the title of the next Star Wars film of, of Episode Nine. Uh, and it's going to be The Rise of Skywalker. So I, I you know, when I saw that news, I thought. Ah, haven't they named this a long time ago? Colin must have mentioned it before. No, nope. must have forgotten all about it. But clearly, I, you haven't. No, this was this was news. Um, so they they played the teaser trailer, uh, and they got the title. And I'll be honest, um, it's not, I don't like the title at all. It sounds very clunky to me. Um, so there's a lot of uh, speculation of what this all could mean. So who 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 is left anyway in the Skywalker family? Well, that's the question. So um. Luke died in the last one, but he's in this. Well, he, did he die? I thought he just disappeared. Well, opinion is split. I think he probably died, uh, but he's, he vanished into thin air. But, I mean, like in most films, if you don't see the body, he's probably still alive. Mm, but Star Wars has a has a fine history of of Jedi coming back as Force ghosts. So we've got Yoda in the last one. We've had oh, uh, Obi Wan and Anakin. So I think we're, we're definitely getting Mark Hamill back because he's in the his voice is in the next is in the trailer. But it's more likely he'll be back as a force ghost, I think, than actually not be dead. Um, I think there's various questions like: Is it Ray? Is it Kylo? Is it, um, I don't. I don't really want to. I think the Last Jedi was split opinions on split fans a lot, but I, I thought it was great. I like the fact that they kind of said, "Forget the past. You're not important. You're not. You're not. You're not this person's daughter or this person's son or whatever else. It's just you are who you are." 
I don't really want a film that's going, oh, but by the way, you're Luke's long-lost niece or something like that. Mm. Um, and yeah, I don't know, The Rise of Skywalker. It could be you see the film and think, oh, that's why it's called that and it all makes sense. But at the moment, that feels very clunky to me. Well, I'm quite tired of the Skywalker family, to be honest. I mean, nine films about one family. Uh, pretty much. And this is the last of the Skywalker uh, saga. We're not going to get any more. So they're still making lots of Star Wars films and things, but um, so Ryan Johnson's still doing his spin-off trilogy, but that's the last we're hearing from the Skywalkers, apparently. Which is a good thing, though, isn't it? I mean, it's about time to put this away, and there must be more stories to tell in the in the Star Wars universe. Absolutely, yeah. And I think it's, it's a tricky line to, to walk, because you think, well, you don't want to have just a generic space story, you need to have something Star Wars about it, but you're right, there's lots of... It's a, it's a whole, let's just say, whole, well, whole galaxy, at least, that you uh, want to tell stories that aren't just, yeah, one guy and his parents and his kids. I know they've cancelled quite a lot of spin-offs, though, haven't they? Um, yeah. I think probably because of the poor performance of Solo. Yeah, I think they realised that they couldn't they couldn't put out more than one Star Wars film, or at least not more than one big Star Wars film a year, uh, which is what they're trying to do, really. Um, so I think one every couple of years. But uh, yeah, the Obi-Wan... Uh, spin-off. I don't. I don't know if it's been officially cancelled, but it doesn't look like it's happening. The, the Boba Fett one, I think, has been cancelled. Mm. Uh, I think they're kind of regrouping, putting a lot of stuff on the Disney Plus as well. Um, but the the big news that's been revealed from the trailer as well as title is that the the Emperor is back. Emperor Palpatine, uh, who you might remember, died at the end of uh, end of uh, Return of the Jedi. So there's question marks over how what's going on there. Is it is it really him? Is it someone else pretending to be him? Is it a message? Is it a reincarnation. This is the kind of thing that, if you liked Star Wars, Dijon, you'd be fascinated by. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. If you say I should be all over this, but I'm definitely not. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Well, uh, my my interest is. Uh, well, hopefully tapping. James will come and talk to me about uh, about the rise of Skywalker. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, yes, please, James. Can can you please do this? I, I don't want to do it again. Um, but we've got we've got a long way to wait. A long time to wait until um till we get more Star Wars. In Christmas time, uh, what else you got? Uh, the Black uh, Black Widow movie. Oh yes, uh, has uh, casted more people. So they've just recently added uh, David Harbour uh, from Hellboy, uh, which has just come out recently. Uh, it's not been it's well reviewed. Not by critics. done well at all. No. Yeah, very poorly. I want to watch it though. Oh yeah, I'm not going to bother. Yeah. But. Yeah, and uh, from Stranger Things as well, if you follow the Netflix series more. And he was in, um, he was in uh, the newsroom. That's where I first came across him. Um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think Stranger Things is probably the first I've ever seen him properly. Because uh, he doesn't really play a main role. No, you, I think he was in Green Lantern, but um, not a huge role. And he was in The Suicide Squad as well. Also in Suicide Squad. Um, in both those playing baddies. But yeah, I think Stranger Things definitely put him on the map. Yep. So, uh, it suggests that the movie will take place uh, before Natasha's uh, original appearance in Iron Man 2. Is that definitive? Well, suggest. Okay. Not sure. Not sure yet. But So, that would put it in the early 2000s. So, when she could be an assassin for the KGB or her early days as a spy for S.H.I.E.L.D. Not sure when that is yet. Um, and apparently, Oscar, uh, Rachel Wise is... Um, in talks as well. Oscar Rachel Weisz. Oscar winner Rachel Weisz. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. I, it's, it's shaping up to have a great cast. Uh, I, I, I say it's interesting where Will has said it. I think if it is a prequel, I, I, re, I really like the kind of the stuff that Joss Whedon was hinting at in Age of Ultron about her background, um, which mm. goes a bit further back. But I think that she has an interesting character art that would be good to explore. Um, if it, I suspect it probably will be early days of S.H.I.E.L.D. and maybe they'll get Jeremy Renner in as well because they clearly... Mm. I'd like to see more of the the friendship between uh, between Clint and and uh, Black Widow. Yeah, I think that'll be good. I think uh, if if, uh, if they die at the end of Endgame, then it's probably a pre- prequel, right? Uh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, we'll know. We'll know then. Um, speaking of of Suicide Squad, as I was recently, um, the Suicide Squad, as we all know, is is the next uh, iteration of this uh, superlative franchise. Um, so we all, it was going to be a sequel, then it was going to be a reboot, and, and now it seems like it's kind. Of, it is back to being a sequel again. Or maybe it's a soft reboot. So Viola Davis uh, is back as Amanda Waller. I like Viola Davis though. Hmm. I think Joel Kinnaman might be back. 
Um, rumors that Jai Courtney. Um, we know that Will Smith isn't back. <laughs> Jai Courtney. Uh, I thought he was good enough. <laughs> yeah, Captain Boomerang. Captain Boomerang. Captain Boomerang. Um, Idris Elba is not playing Deadshot, despite what we were previously told. Oh, really? So, uh, so is there going to be a Deadshot, though? I don't think there is. I think if it is kind of a sequel rather than a reboot, they're not going to have it. They're not going to have someone else playing it, I guess. Mm. So uh, we don't know. We don't know who Idris Elba is, but. Um, Turns out he's not playing that character. So, uh, I don't know. This, I mean, James Gunn. I, I think he's he's very good when he's restrained. <laughs> I've seen some of his stuff that. Well, I've read about some of his stuff and also seen some of his stuff that uh, it goes a bit out there. Well, well it'll be nice to see him uh, give a take on um, the Suicide Squad. Anyway, it's not like the first film was any great, to be honest. Yeah. So I mean, I wonder how it, how it would do at the box office because I mean, yeah, say the first one wasn't great, and and unlike. Like you look at Batman v Superman, which wasn't great, but a lot of people seem to love it. I don't think Suicide Squad's got many uh, adherents. No, I think I think Suicide Squad had. I mean, like you you have the DC fanboys who really like Batman vs Superman, yeah, so good yeah. for them. But I think I think Suicide Squad was uh, universally panned by both sides. Yeah. Um. So. Um, so so I think to the, to the regular cinema going public who aren't going to pay too much attention to who the director is or whatever I think mm-hmm. you check out another one called The Suicide Squad they're just going to get confused <laughs> they would they, they, like, they should change the name though honestly surely you like didn't I see this film four years ago what, what <laughs> since, since when's the sequel just adding the to the title ooh um, challenge accepted no there aren't any um, <laughs> uh, see, alien sequels aliens I was just adding an, an S to it um, still better than the alien yeah that's true I can't think of any. Uh, if you can think of any, let us know. At CZ Movies on Twitter, CZ Movies at gmail.com. I imagine there aren't any, so uh, I, w- I won't hold my breath for the emails to come pouring in. Uh, another Marvel film that's coming out, The Eternals. Oh, yes. That uh, I don't know much about, even <laughs> even as a comic book reader, because they're quite C-listers, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're eyeing uh, Kumail Nanjani. For a major role in the film. Yeah, of the Big uh, Sick from, fame. From Big Sick fame. Uh, to join Angelina Jolie, who's already signed up for the film. Has she signed up? No. I, that's, yeah, I I've not, think she has. She must have. I, I'm not sure what she's been doing with herself recently, I other than divorcing Brad Pitt. But I, I don't think I've seen her in anything for a long time. No. Um, Maleficent 2. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see... How that one goes, as you say, it's a fairly obscure stuff. But hey, going very, very going obscure. to the galaxy is pretty obscure, isn't it? And that seemed to do well. So yeah, that's true. Who knows? Uh, Kumail uh, Nanjani is uh, next starring uh, with Dave Bautista from Guardians of the Galaxy as well in uh, a film called Stuba. Yeah, well, he continues his run of playing Uber drivers. Yep, <laughs> exactly. The, the Kumail Nanjiani Uber Driver trilogy. I'm looking forward to the third one. <laughs> and he's also with uh, more Marvel alumni with uh, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson in Men in Black. Oh, is he in Men in Black? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, international. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, that's going to look forward to that one. So basically, everyone's in the Marvel film nowadays. <laughs> you can't get around not being in a film with a Marvel alumni at all. And yet, they've never offered me a part. That's outrageous. Um, hey, you remember Tomb Raider? It wasn't very good. Uh, it wasn't. They're making a sequel, um, which is so- <sighs> somewhat surprising. Um, even more surprising. Why? I, well, who knows? Uh, even more surprising, Amy Jump is writing it. I must admit, I'd never heard of Amy Jump, but um, she's a close collaborator with Ben Wheatley, and so she's done films like uh, Free, Free Fire, um, Sightseers, High Rise, which, um, which I, I must admit, I didn't love any... Well, I've only seen High Rise and Free Fire, I think, but I, I'm not a massive Ben Wheatley fan but uh, I think a lot of people are and this seems like it's a very odd fit having seen those films which are kind of they're not in well some of them are indie I guess but they're kind of certainly the absolute opposite of a uh, very big budget blockbuster quite indie did sensibilities it, and to see her go on to Tomb Raider 2 did it do well in the box office? because that must be the only reason why I can see this happening yeah I don't think it did to be honest um, I mean, I, then why 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 maybe, maybe it did I, but yes it Alicia Vikander is a great actress, although she's had a terrible year. Um, well, year she's going half. to win your um, Anna Kendrick Award. She well, she won it last year. Um, oh yeah, yeah. She might win it again at this rate, but uh, yeah. I, I, but watching that, you didn't think there was enough there to 
to warrant anything. Oh. I think we just kind of forget this and maybe try it again in 10 years. But, but there you go. That was awful. So it's only writing, and I guess any number of films get written and never actually happen. So who knows? Oh. But. Uh, speaking about films that uh, we do not need to see. Okay. Uh, Greece is having a prequel. <laughs> it certainly is. Caught Summer Loving. Summer Loving. Um, Why? This seems odd, doesn't it? Uh, so, seems odd. <laughs> That's like an understatement, Colin. Because we know what happens in the prequel. They kind of like got together and then didn't. That's it. There's no high stakes drama there. The entire plotline. Because anything, if they put in a big story, you're going to be like, "Well, why did they not mention those plot points in the film Greece or well, musical Greece?" Um, yeah, this feels like it's something that doesn't need to happen. No, um, so Paramount has hired John August to write this film. Um, he wrote a lot of things well with uh, Tim Burton. So he wrote Big Fish, Cops Bright, oh, yeah. and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And he wrote he's writing the upcoming um, Aladdin film. He's writing it? Yes. Well, he wrote it. <laughs> he should have wrote As it. As they're going. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they filmed it, but maybe he's... Uh, uh, okay. Fine. I just... Yeah, it's. I'm not sure it's got an audience. Nobody has it. wants this because I mean, no. Greece. A lot of people love Greece, I suppose, but but do they? <laughs> Greece had a sequel as well, didn't they? It that was did. Greece Two. Greece Two, starring Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, um, it, it got panned, if I'm not mistaken. It did indeed. It did indeed. And of course, people thought, "Yeah, what what should we do now? Let's figure out Let's what make happened." A prequel. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I suppose. They go for kind of name brand recognition, but no, let's not watch that. Um, <laughs> tell you what, we will be watching four lots of Avatar sequels. Um, and uh, are we still talking about this? Is this even happening? Oh, it's definitely happening. Um, and your your compatriot Michelle Yeoh has been mm-hmm. uh, has been cast in said sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, and oddly, Vin Diesel might well be in them. Uh, Why is that odd, though? Vin Diesel does not strike me as someone that James Cameron would work with, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, but there you go. He put he was on Instagram with Jim Cameron, kind of saying, great to work with him, so who knows. Maybe, well, James Cameron is well known for being tough to work with anyway. That's true. Maybe it's a voice thing. I guess Vin Diesel's doing his voices these days. Um, didn't he, wasn't it the only reason he took the group roles? Because he wanted to be in, in humans. Is um, that true? I think I think so. Back when Inhumans was going to be a movie, apparently he was very keen to be in that. Well, um, I, I don't mind Vin Diesel. I, I have no problems against him at all. I mean, is it, it short for Vincent? I have no idea. <laughs> when when are they starting filming <laughs> for Avatar anyway? The C to Z, ask, asking the big questions. Um, I think they are filming it. They started already. I think they've been filming for a while. Aren't they filming like four of them back to back? To back to back to back. Um. So I think they've been going for a while. But I could be wrong. I have to be honest. I'm. I don't think I'm looking forward to this. I'm not. I'm not. But I think possibly by the time kind of they bring all the publicity and stuff, you'll remind you. Think, oh yeah, the first one was pretty good actually. The the first film is probably you know outstanding on an animation point of view. Yeah. But but the storyline just doesn't do anything for me. See, I've not watched it again since, but I have recently bought it on the DVD, so I'm planning to watch it again. Was it like going for a pound or something? Yeah, basically, second hand. But I think James Cameron always gets written off. Before Titanic came out, all these stories about how it was going to be this massive flop and it's like the biggest film of all time. And Avatar is now the biggest film of all time. So I think never never write off James Cameron, I say. That that is true. That is true. Um, One thing we could write off, well, maybe not. No one knows what's going to happening. It's the new Milton's film. That is uh, (laughs) supposed to be coming out. Um, Still allegedly coming out this year, isn't it? Maybe, yeah. So, um, what? Because obviously the tick the, the tick award has happened between Disney and Fox, and yep. Disney has promised that um, it will get a cinema release um, eventually. They didn't say when. Eventually, really? it's a See, long I, I thought they were just going to chuck out on Disney Plus and hope no one noticed. But... Do you know it's been two years since the first trailer for <laughs> New Mutants? That's uh... yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, for those who don't know, New Mutants is a X Men spin off that, as you know, so has been in. Well, I think it was, it was getting ready to release it, and then they um, they decided to reshoot it and add, reshoot almost all of it and add a new major character. 
and then they just shelved it for a long. It's a kind of horror spin, isn't it, on the mm-hmm. on the X Men world? Yeah, I can't. This isn't going to get into cinema. Or if, it's, if it is, it's going to be a kind of released in five cinemas for a day kind of release. I don't, it's not going to. It's going to can't be surely. I can't see how it fits under the Disney umbrella. Disney no. doing horror. Well, and and it's so weird for them to say the X Men like we're going to okay, we're going to do this Dark Phoenix is the last big X Men film, and mm-hmm. that's it. Oh, and by the way. We've got this new mutants horror thing that we're going to just chuck out. That's never going to happen. Uh, but speaking of um, MCU and the and X Men, uh, Kevin Feige has said that the the X Men will not be joining the MCU for a very long time, um, which he's clarified is at least five years, uh, basically because they've planned out for the next five years of films. Apparently, that's um, probably a good thing. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand. I, he said this, but in fact, they've, they've moved around their plans quite a lot before. For example, when the Spider-Man deal went through. Mm. But yeah, I, I don't want the X-Men to be jump jump straight into the MCU. Um, no, there, there's so many characters to keep track of. Anyway, um, I'm not even sure whether the original X-Men cast are going to be part of the MCU. I would be astonished if they were. To mm. be honest, I, th- I think they're going to start again, probably with either characters we haven't seen or characters we haven't seen much of. I don't, I don't think they're going to throw us. I could be wrong, but I don't think they're going to throw us straight into a new. Wolverine, or something, but they might pick her. They might. We might get that Gambit film that we've been promised for these years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and uh, I'm just going through like comic book um, lore. I think the only main crossover between like Avengers and X Men is basically literally Avengers versus X Men. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I mean, th- those those two groups tend to be apart in comic books which because it's a bit silly in the Marvel Universe people are afraid of mutants for some yeah. reason and people love the Avengers for some other reason that I cannot fathom yeah because <laughs> those things just don't work together do they no. there must have been some X-Men in um, Civil War weren't there uh, in Civil War yes there were I mean um, technically um, uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver were X-Men uh, were, were yeah, mutants yeah. but then they changed their history so that <laughs> they became part of the Avengers they retcon yes. hurt them basically in the comic books and in fact yes it, there's still there's still theoretically uh, well there's two different Quicksilvers albeit one of them's dead mm. uh, fine I, I say I, I've said for a while I think the smart move is them to bring the Fantastic Four in because we haven't had a good Fantastic Four film and we have had good X-Men films oh, so, that's uh, true that's, that's the easy win what else you got? Uh, something non-comic related. Or Grease related. My brother is delighted. <laughs> Your brother will love the Grease sequel. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, Tom Hanks is set to star in an Elvis Presley biopic. Uh, but not as Elvis Presley. No, his manager. Colonel mm. Tom Parker, apparently. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've heard of Colonel Tom Parker before. Nope, you know him. Not personally, but uh, yeah, no, he was, he was very big in the kind of he uh, in the Elvis story. Um, he basically ran a very ran his life effectively. It seemed so. Um, it's weird. I I, I mainly I know him slightly tangentially through Beatles things as well because when the Beatles met Elvis, mm. they kind of you kind of think it's in Telegram from from him saying, "Oh, me and me and Tom are looking forward to seeing you know." So it's very much a um, a double act. It seems like a thing now in Hollywood, you know. If they're not comic book films, they're just biopics of either musicians or authors. Well, Bohemian Rhapsody is closing in on a billion dollars worldwide, yeah. so uh, okay, well. why, why not? Why not? <laughs> and Rocket yeah, Man's but, coming out. Yeah, that should be good. Um, yeah, because I, I assume this was, was effectively a Colonel Tom Parker biopic as opposed to an Elvis biopic. Maybe it's maybe it's doing both. Because I don't think they've cast an Elvis in it, have they? No, I think they're looking for a relative newcomer Okay, for Elvis. Okay. Um, I've never seen Kurt Russell's uh, Elvis. I know that's very good. Uh, when did he play Elvis? Ooh, uh, maybe in the eighties. Okay. Uh, maybe seventies, but um, yeah, probably not long after Elvis died. In fact, um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge of Fleabag fame and, and the most annoying Eve. and Killing Eve and the most annoying character in in Star Wars: A Solo Star Wars Story. Was she um, in that? She voiced the annoying robot. Oh, oh, that's her. Yeah. Uh, she has been brought in to work on the next Bond film script. Ooh. Um, so it's one of these kind of script doctor or polishing or whatever else. It's kind of the Carrie Fisher used to do got it. Um, but yeah, just kind of do a Passover and make it better. Uh, presumably they wanted to make it funnier because that's 
Well, the Killing Eve's not isn't funny, is it? Oh mm. yes, it's uh, that comedy. It's is quite it? funny. Yeah, pits. Yeah, <laughs> I've not seen it, but uh, okay. So yeah, so clearly they they feel she's the, well, she's kind of the, the flavor of the month. Um, Fleabag's doing very well. Killing Eve's doing very well. Mm. Um, so I guess why not? Uh, isn't uh, Bond? I guess always has jokes, but I've never they've never really gone outright comedy. Oh no, they have. Roger Moore years they did. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. Even uh, as I said in Killing Eve, the the comedy isn't like in your face kind of comedy. It's, okay. it's dark humor, so I think I it can work in the Bond film. Okay, so that'd be interesting. Because um, I say Bond, Bond humor, I quite enjoy, but it's very cheesy. Even the particularly Roger Moore years, but yeah, Pierce Brosnan, Daniel Craig wasn't exactly laugh a minute. But, no, but but well, this is still this is the last Daniel Craig film unless they persuade him. To <laughs> <laughs> so so he claims so he claims yeah uh, um, I don't have a lot left to okay. be honest uh, I have Taika Waititi will be yes. acting uh, with Ryan Reynolds in with Ryan Reynolds in his uh, comedy film Free Guy okay do, do you know anything about Free Guy? yeah it's about a humble bank teller who realises he's just one player inside a massive violent open world video game oh that sounds uh, so, so it's like a, the Truman Show, I guess. Yeah. And the Matrix. And Wreck-It Ralph. Um, sounds sounds good. Um, it's I not just, like Wreck-It Ralph. How is he like Wreck-It Ralph? It's a video game character. It's not like Wreck-It Ralph at all. Um, <laughs> no, Wreck-It Ralph knows he's a video game character. <laughs> also, you say this guy knows about it. No, he realizes. Oh. So it's like the Truman Show slash the Matrix. Slash Wreck-It Ralph. We're on the same page here, Zizian. Mm. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I, I saw this because Taika Waititi and Ryan Reynolds both tweeted each other say it's a pleasure to be working with you for the first time in a film. Um, a reference to the fact that they were both uh, in uh, Green Lantern together and mm-hmm. wanted to pretend it had never happened. <laughs> Just like everyone else. Uh, I don't know if you're planning to watch Detective Pikachu this year. I am. Yeah, I am not. Um, Why not, I'm, Colin? Because I don't care about Pokemon in the slightest. Do, do, do you know, right, that... Um, the our previous podcast, the Disney one, which was that? The Golden and Silver Ages. Oh yes, yeah. The yeah. one that I suggested. All right. Has gone up to our one of our top fifteen podcasts, most listened to podcasts. Okay. I think uh, we know our audience. By, we should know our audience by now. Sometimes those Asian, you have to lead your audience. Sometimes you have to tell them you didn't know that you wanted to know about people playing themselves in film. No, <laughs> we should do a Detective <laughs> Pikachu. I'm not. I'm not watching Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Why not? Oh, <laughs> tell you what, we could do one of those podcasts where I pretend I've watched it. Okay, maybe um, I can just do a seven-minute version of it. Yeah. <laughs> You're kicking me off the podcast. Well, uh, my seven minutes is doing better than a Tom Cruise one. Outrageous! <laughs> Outrageous! <laughs> um, and it was a story. <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh, I've got loads more news. Here we go. Um, uh, Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer will be working together um, for a Netflix superhero comedy called Thunder Force, um, which sounds fun. I enjoy. Uh, I like both work. of them. Yep. Hmm. Um, I've watched a lot of Melissa McCarthy on on Netflix because she's in Gilmore Girl. But yeah, <laughs> uh, superhero comedy doesn't exactly sound like the the uh, most original idea ever. But uh, yeah, but she she has good comedic comedic chops though. So she does indeed. And Octavia Spencer probably has an Oscar. Yes. Um, did she go on for the help? She did. There you go. Um, Miss McCarthy was Oscar nominated, but I don't think she's won. She got yeah nominated twice as well. Oh, your bridesmaids, and uh, can you forgive me? Um, news from the set of Cats, the the upcoming <laughs> musical. Uh huh. The Cats Cats will be the size of cats. Um, so apparently they're filming it. I think this is some behind-the-scenes feature outside, but they're filming it with like massively oversized humans sets, so uh, that they so that they walk around in the size of cats. But that, that's how it is usually, anyway. In the in the musical, is it really? I, I think so. Yeah, I mean they they have oversized things in the musical. Yeah. Quite a bit, so, so this 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 is getting a lot of scorn and contempt. Um, this this film. I, I don't know why. I've never seen uh, cats, because. Yeah, I know it's cats. people don't like cats, but on the other hand, people love cats because it's like the most popular musical ever. Is it really? Well, I I was hoping you wouldn't call me up on that too much. Um, <laughs> you just yes. made that up. Definitely the most popular. <laughs> you just musical made ever. that up. It's definitely not the most popular musical <laughs> ever. 
okay, it's a phenomenally popular musical. It was running on Broadway for a long, long time. No, it hasn't. It, it definitely hasn't. Cats run on Broadway for it decades. Came, it came off Broadway and just got back on recently. That's why you think it's been on for a long time. It was on for ages. No, it hasn't. You know what's very popular, Colin? Hamilton. Oh, I'm sorry. It premiered in 1981. The London production ran for 21 years. The Broadway production ran for 18 years, both setting new records. Thank you. I'm pretty sure Lemmy's has broken. Cats was the longest-running Broadway show in history from 1997 to 2006 until it was surpassed by The Phantom of the Opera. This this podcast is now becoming a uh, a Cats musical podcast. The fourth longest running Broadway show, the sixth longest running West End show. Yeah, so it's not. No one likes Cats, Colin. <laughs> Just deal with it. <laughs> All right. You haven't um, even watched it. I don't even know why you're defending it so much. I'm. I might watch it. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> Um, a Quiet Place is getting a uh, a sequel. We all knew that, but uh, Cillian Murphy was it? Killian Murphy? I don't remember. Um, is going to be in it. Ooh, there you go. It looks like Killian getting... Murphy is one of those guys who looks like a bad guy all the time. He does look like a bad guy all the time. Um, yeah, I don't know if they're going to have bad guys because obviously the bad guys are the aliens, unless they're going to have someone who has been aiding and abetting the aliens or something. Is it still going to be Emily Blunt? Yes. Yeah, I think it's still got the same family. I think John Krasinski hasn't t- entirely ruled himself out of this, but it would uh, be would be weird if he was in it. Um, maybe he appears in flashbacks. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe the aliens just captured them instead of eating them, like War of the Worlds. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was all them with mirrors. Um, Alexander Payne has got a new horror comedy called The Menu coming up, um, and Emma Stone and Rafe Fiennes will be in it. Uh, you'll know Alexander Payne from films like uh, Sideways and The Descendants and that oh what was the shrinky one with Matt Damon um Downsized Downsizing which was terrible um anyway I like Emma Stone I liked one of Alexander Payne's films which is The Descendants and I didn't really like anything else he's done so uh, but I know a lot of people do uh, you watch it right even though uh, it's horror probably uh, probably only if it gets good reviews okay um, have you seen Apocalypse Now? Uh, nope. That's Mel uh, Gibson, isn't it? No, uh, you're thinking of Apocalypto. Uh. Uh, Apocalypse Now is Francis Ford Coppola uh, directing it, uh, starring Martin Sheen. It's about the Vietnamese War, based on Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness. Anyway, it's incredibly long. Um, they some years ago released a version called Apocalypse Now Redux, which is even longer. Uh, but we're getting a final cut from Francis Ford Coppola, who apparently is still alive. Um, which was something of a surprise. He's going to release that. So I don't know if that's going to be cut down to a reasonable length or more likely adding another half an hour to it. <laughs> I just... I don't know who watches Apocalypse Now and is like, you know, it's this, this good film, but it could be longer. It's so <laughs> long. So long. Should I watch it now? Uh, it, it is a classic. So if you want to if you want to learn about the history of cinema or all that, um, then I would. I, but otherwise, I didn't love it, to be honest. Okay. Um, it's one of those kind of, yeah. I'll pass then. I think you can you can probably avoid it. So if you watch, there's probably um, there's probably like a, a spoof bit of it in Hot Shots or something. Um, actually, there is Hot Shots part the Martin Sheen appears briefly uh, as his character from that film. Uh, he and Charlie Sheen cross each other and shout "I love you" in Wall Street. It's a great moment. Um, that's all the news I have. Well done. Uh, we are halfway through this podcast. This is good. This We've is breaking, very good. We're breaking all sorts of news records here. Yes. Um, let's move on then to uh, to C or Not to Z, the section of this podcast, where we talk about films we have seen and tell you, the listener, whether you should see them or whether you should not Z them. Uh, oh, I missed that, Colin. <laughs> Zijan, in your um, uber popular seven minutes, which apparently is f- so much greater than all my work, it is. Um, it really is. <laughs> you neglected to uh, to tell the listeners about a film you've been seeing, so you've got a, a month's worth of films to tell as well. Uh, well, not really. Um, no. But <laughs> now, I've seen Dumbo recently. That was a. Uh, oh yes, thank you for not making me watch that. Yeah, um, and yeah, I think it's a good thing I didn't make you watch it because okay. I didn't like it either. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I was I was in the cinema thinking, yeah, why am I here again? <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's a Tim Burton film. It stars Colin Farrell, Michael Keaton, and Danny DeVito. Yes. So quite a few big names there, but it's just uh, 
not a great film. I just, I just didn't like it. It just doesn't have any heart. It's not. Right. Yeah, and I, I think I, I haven't seen Dumbo since I was a little kid. So um, I, I must have forgotten what it was back then. Um, but it's just. From, from what I've read, they they planted out the story a lot. So the D- Dumbo's about an hour long, and it's just he learns to fly, and that's it. Whereas this seems to have a lot of additional story. Yeah, I, I didn't like I didn't like the initial story. I think the kid actors weren't the best child actors they could have picked. Um, yeah, I did like it. I, I wouldn't recommend anyone to watch it. It's just... No. Eh. Fine. Um, I watched Shazam. Let me talk about it for seven minutes. Um, no! <laughs> I've already done this, Colin. No one wants to listen to you anymore. <laughs> uh, so I listened to your podcast, um, as apparently did everyone else, um, and you enjoyed it a lot, and I uh, agree. So um, I, I think it was um, it was fun. It, was, it, it seemed to skew quite childish a lot of the time so I, a lot of it I was thinking this feels more like a kids film than um, certainly than the other DC films but even even more than the MCU uh, but mixed with that there were some really quite um, horror elements mm-hmm. so I, I didn't I don't think this is spoilers but um, the bad guy basically he's got seven deadly sins which are kind of grey monster things, which I felt really fundamentally unnecessary I, I imagine there must be a big part of the comic book lore but it felt very odd for someone who doesn't know the comic books and they they were played quite horror-y as as a couple of other elements. The the, the director uh, has a history in horror films, which is, I guess that's why. Um, so that that felt like it didn't sit brilliantly. But but the 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 main part of yeah, the, this kid discovering he could become a superhero and uh, was done very well. I thought Zachary Levi was was excellent. I didn't always feel like he was the same character um, as a kid and as a superhero. They seemed to play it very differently, which was which was a bit odd. Um, but yeah, it's it kind of it's a riff on big. Uh, Tom Hanks classic. Uh, there's even a little bit where he um, he ran across a keyboard on the floor, which is the kind of the most famous moment from Big. Um, I liked the the extended family, um, the remarkably ethnically diverse extended adopted family. As it should be. be. That's how it is now, Colin. That's how we should all be adopting our children. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'll bear that in mind. Uh, but yeah, it's fun. It's it's very different from your Batman v Superman. It felt. It felt quite different to Aquaman as well because it wasn't kind of uh, a sensory smasher of the head that that kind of wasn't in many ways. It was basically just a kid. So it, could, it could easily have not been a superhero film, I think. It's just a story about a kid who discovers he has... He turns into a man. Okay, adding superpowers makes it, it makes it more than that. But um, the, the general plot there was, was fun. Did you uh, see the post credit scenes, though? I saw one of them. So um, the end... So spoilers for Shazam here. Um, the, the kind of mid-credits one, you go back to Mark Strong... Uh, in his prison cell, and this kind of weird talking slug, um, caterpillar, caterpillar, it's a worm, worm, it's a whatever worm. it is, um, talks to him. Um, he's apparently straight out of the comics. He's called Mister Mind. I didn't stick around for the post credits, which apparently is some more tests he was doing or something. Ah. Uh, but yeah, no, all good. I, I thought his, the kid playing his friend was particularly good as well. Uh, I also saw Unicorn Store. Uh, that's a uh, Brie Larson film on Netflix. Brie Larson film. Um, I saw the first bit and then I got bored. Oh, really? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was excellent. So Brie Larson's directorial debut, um, she stars in it as well as, as a girl who um, basically has to drop out. Well, she gets kicked out of art college and she goes to live with her parents again and, and she really wants a unicorn. Uh, and there's a guy played by Samuel L. Jackson who's, who's trying to sell her or to give her a unicorn. But I, I kind of, it reminded me in some ways of... Um, I guess it's kind of magic realism where what is it? I don't know. But she's kind of taking him fully at face value. Other people aren't so sure, but you're never quite sure as the film progresses. Like, is there really a unicorn or is she crazy? So it reminded me of Safety Not Guaranteed in that way. We've just got the same kind of idea with time travel. But yeah, I thought Aubrey Larson was, was played it very well. I thought she directed it uh, superbly, so I'm looking forward to more of her work. Okay. Uh, I stopped after like 20 minutes. Okay. You weren't enjoying it. Well, now it's one of those films that I put on because I want to watch something, but I wasn't fully paying full attention to yeah. it. So maybe it was that. <laughs> yeah, I think it. I think it feels very different to other other characters she's played. So that, that was fun. Uh, we move on to our main topic then: people playing themselves. Uh, you seem very upset by this topic. <laughs> I'm not upset by this topic. I just don't have a lot to say about this topic. And when you first asked me about this topic, Colin, you yeah. know, the first person I thought of. Uh, tell me. Yes, Julia Roberts in Ocean's Twelve. Nice. Um, <laughs> I don't. I hate to 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 shoot down your first suggestion. You hash. Why are you shooting this down? 
she didn't play herself. She did play a. It's a weird version of herself. I know what you mean. No, she, she plays Tess Ocean, who had to. Who looks like Julia Roberts? Who looks like Julia Roberts, <laughs> and then she has to act like Julia Roberts for a bit. She does, um, which I kind of found hilarious at the time. <laughs> there was a kind of fun scene where they're like, "Oh, you know what? You, you know who you look like." But um, you tell, I know who tell you who does play themselves in that film is Bruce Willis. Did he um, appear. He does in Ocean's Twelve because he then meets her thinking that she's Julia Roberts. Oh yes, 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 yes! I remember that bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was nuts. <laughs> well, anyway, do you want to tell people why you decided to do this? Choose this. Oh, I don't know. No, I, don't. I didn't really have a reason. It just seemed like something that was fun to talk about. Okay. We needed a topic. Um, this, let's be honest. This is a uh, this is a bit of a space filling podcast before Avengers next time. <laughs> <laughs> but this seems like this just this. Thing, I, I think this is something that could be quite interesting to look at the reasons why this happens. Um, so why will it? So so in this example, uh, that was kind of. Play, well, that was definitely played for laughs, wasn't it? Really, have have Bruce Willis in there, and I think it was interesting that a lot of the time it is done for comedy. It would um, be right, I would imagine so, because uh, they they just play a parody of themselves. Well, yeah, and there's there's people who kind of play heightened versions of themselves, and there's um, there's people who kind of play the exact opposite of themselves, which I think is quite funny as well. Uh, so then, have you have you seen the Harold and Kumar movies? Yes, uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Um, who at the time it was before How I Met Your Mother, the first one, and he's playing this kind of uh, coke-addled, uh, sex-mad <laughs> guy. And yeah, completely different from what Neil Patrick Harris is in real life. Yeah, and I think it's really funny to kind of play against yourself as well. And uh, Michael Sarah in in This Is the End does something similar where he um, plays this really horrific person. I think it's quite fun to send that up as well. But yeah, a lot of times people are playing heightened versions of... Speaking of Bruce Willis and Julie Roberts, they both play themselves in the film The Player as well. I don't know. I've uh, seen that. No, it's, quite, it's a Robert Altman film um, starring Tim Robbins, but it's about a Hollywood agent, basically. But uh, he's... Uh, this guy who's written a script and he doesn't want it to be kind of Hollywoodized. And then like, the last scene, you see Bruce Willis and Julie Roberts playing the characters in the kind of this pastiche of a Hollywood blockbuster. So they're barely in it, but that was quite fun. Bruce Willis also played himself in What Just Happened. He seems to love playing himself, <laughs> this is a, uh, which is a film, um, again, about Hollywood. But um, I think Robert De Niro, if I remember right, last time. In fairness, Bruce Willis has been playing himself in every film for the last decade anyway. No, that, that is probably <laughs> true. Um, and I think it's quite fun. So uh, do you see, you ever see Rob Ryden and Steve Coogan in The Trip? Nah, nope. No, nope. Um, so there's a TV series, but they did it in Cock and Bull Story first, where they um, that again that's very much playing versions of themselves. So it's they're, they're playing in the Cock and Bull Story. It's it's um uh, it's an adaptation of the life and times of Tristan Shandy, gentleman, I think it's called. Um, so they play kind of the actors, and you see them playing the characters as well, and you kind of see them behind the scenes chatting to each other. Um, but they they bounce very very well off each other. Steve Coogan kind of plays this arrogant film star version of himself, and Rob Brydon plays this. Kind of obsequious, um, kind of in in the shadow of Steve Coogan version of himself. Um, do you have any uh, any other zones? <laughs> I was just hoping that you can keep talking about keep it. Talking no, I, I do have a few. I do have a few. Cool. Uh, so I have uh, obviously Bill Murray in yes. Zombieland. Yeah. Uh, that that was quite fun. Uh, <laughs> he turned into a zombie in the end as well. Um, did he? Did he? They definitely they they because they killed him because he they was dressed. They killed him. He'd, he'd um he'd put on zombie makeup so they killed him. Ah, <laughs> was, okay. it was great fun. Yes. Oh, zombie land. The sequel is coming out anyway, so. Oh yeah, they're gonna. I imagine that they're gonna again. They're gonna have a big name cameo that's not gonna work as well. Is my prediction. Uh, I have David Bowie in Zoolander. Oh yeah. Yeah, he he plays a runway judge who judges uh, Zoolander when he uh, walks okay. the, the runway. Yeah, again, yeah. In, in that film, he he basically plays himself. <laughs> he doesn't play a heightened, heightened version of himself. He just, he just, just because it's David Bowie anyway, right? It's, uh, he's already a heightened version of himself. He is, he is, yeah. he is. So, yeah, I have that as well. Um, speaking and I, of, um, sorry, just speaking of, of uh, juries, in Dodgeball, you get Chuck Norris playing himself. Oh, yes, uh, that's on right. The, on the judge, judging panel. We didn't do a lot. He kind of puts his thumbs up and uh, that was fun. Uh, but my 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 favourite 
of all the cameos people playing themselves, um, although it doesn't go down so well these days, uh, was Lance Armstrong in Dodgeball. Where, um, yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, so these days it doesn't play so well. But, um, but, yes, but you're the, talking about actors who played themselves, Colin. Uh, I think I said people who played themselves. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, it's almost all actors, isn't it? But I did enjoy his cameo where basically um, Vince Vaughn's character wanted to quit and Lance Armstrong was like, well, when I came back from cancer and won the Tour de France. I, I thought about quitting, but I'm sure you're going through something just as bad as I am. It was very funny to realise he was a cheat. Yeah, hindsight, right? Yeah. <laughs> hindsight. Yeah, um, I don't have anything else. I, I put here Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Last Action Hero, but I can't remember whether he played himself in that. Well, apparently he did, so I think because he played a, a kind of fictional character who came to life, but I think he also then ran into himself as Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm. which is uh, which is fun. Uh, yes, yeah, so a lot of times it's done it's done just for, um, for comedy purposes. The f- one of the first I've never heard of Marshall McLuhan, um, in, apart from in this context. But um, one of the first times it's done, I think, was in the film Annie Hall, um, Woody Allen film, mm-hmm. where uh, Woody Allen. One of the scenes, Woody Allen is arguing with someone about what Marshall McLuhan, who was a philosopher, I think, actually meant by something in this book. And then Marshall McLuhan kind of steps out and says, no, "Yeah, you're completely right. This other guy's completely wrong." And Woody Allen turns to the camera and is like, "Wouldn't it be great if that happened?" So it was. Um, I'm not sure anyone has heard of Marshall McLuhan outside of this film, but uh, it's a fun version of it. Uh, I'm including Stan Lee from Captain Marvel. Um, Did he play he, himself, though? He finally played himself, because he's he's on the bus reading the script for More Rats. Oh, yes, yes, which yes. Which is another that's film right. in which he played himself. There you go, that's uh, <laughs> in, Inception of films, of, of playing yourself in films. Um, sometimes you get it for kind of verisimilitude, which mm. is a great word. Uh, so you often see newsreaders playing themselves in films. I know, I'm not sure you count those actors, um, but uh, if you want to make it look real, why not? And uh, have you ever seen Wimbledon? Uh no, that's no. the one with Kristen Dunst in it. That's right. Um, but they have various, uh, I think various times. Well, John McEnroe is the one I remember because mm. he he commentates the thing. But given that he does commentate Wimbledon, he does it very badly in the film. <laughs> but, um, just going to watch the match and say what he'd say anyway. Uh, Noted Museum 3 has Hugh Jackman and Alice Eve turning up playing actors on stage which I'm not sure they ever have acted on stage together but uh, that's what they haven't I've, I've seen that but I don't remember them um, they must be very small roles yeah so Lancelot goes kind of he goes running out of the museum and he sees Hugh Jackman in costume and thinks that he's he, for some reason he doesn't understand what acting is and thinks that he's a guy he should be fighting ah um, of course so that's 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 fun um and then the big short, you had uh, Margot Robbie and Selena Gomez playing themselves in... And explaining... Uh, subprime mortgages and... Yep, to everyone. Yep, okay. Now, now that you mention it, there are quite a few more that, I, few. that I, haven't, uh, <laughs> I haven't spotted. <laughs> um, here's some interesting ones. Uh, so I've not seen the film The 1517 to Paris, which is a Clint Eastwood film about people who stop a terrorist attack on a, on a train. Um, but he decided to get the actual people who stopped the terrorist attack to play themselves. In oh, the film. yes, I've read about this, and it was r- bad. Yeah, basically because they're not actors. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I thought it was a really interesting idea. I mean, it seems like just a gimmick. Um, I'm not sure. Why, why would you do that? Yeah, well, maybe maybe it just proves that actors um, deserve what they get. Yeah, I suppose that's <laughs> It's true. not an easy job. Um, I don't really think... Yeah, you, I suppose you don't, you don't need to learn your character's motivation if you are your character. But uh, and there's a film called there's a, there's a writer called Tony Hawks uh, who's very funny. But he, he wrote a book called Round Island with a Fridge, um, which is a, a story about well, it's not a story; it's a, it's a true true story uh, of how he hitchhiked around the circumference of or the coast of Ireland uh, with a fridge to win a bet. Um, and then he made a film of that um, some about maybe 15, 20 years later, uh, and played himself in that film um, which I found very odd because I don't know as far as I'm aware he's not an actor but um, but playing it so many years later as well because I don't know whether he's just got some sort of false impression of how well he's aged and, uh, um, he did the same thing with playing the moderns at tennis but, uh, it's, it takes some moxie when you're looking to cast yourself in a film so you tell you what I'll do it um, but one that I'm Tell me if you count this or not. Um, we talked about Kumar Nanjiani before. 
Yep. I'm going to claim that he played himself in the big stick. Yeah, that 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 would count, right? I mean, it's it's the story about him. It this, this, it was written by both him and his wife. Yep. And that was yeah. He's, yeah. he's kept his own name, um, Kumail. I think it's it's heavily fictionalized, but he's definitely playing himself. Yeah, yeah, um, I can, I can, I see that. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Because um, I think I said we've talked about it, m- most of the time this is done is done for a kind of comedy cameo and it's a heightened thing or it's a satire or whatever else. But that, that just is he's an actor, he's got a story. Why not? Yeah. Um, the one that my brother suggested when I when I when I told him I was doing this was um, John Malkovich in Being John Malkovich. Yeah, you seen that film? I've not seen that film. No. It's a, Weird old film. Anyway, he plays himself um, in many, many different guises. I basically, what, the basis of the film is that if you go through some magic shoot, you get to look behind John Malkovich's eyes for a bit or something weird. Um, but at one point, he goes into this shoot and then he sees everyone as John Malkovich. So you get this restaurant scene where he's playing the waitress and everyone in the restaurant, in the, in the cafe, and all these things. That sounds bizarre. It is very bizarre. Um, <laughs> Um, JCVD is a film starring Jean-Claude Van Damme as Jean-Claude Van Damme um, which it probably owes a little more to something like The Last Action Hero in fact because it's it's not a comedy really but he, he finds himself in a kind of kidnapped situation or a t- terrorist situation so it's kind of him as kind of channeling his characters rather than himself a lot of the time but there's this great scene towards the end where some, he's sitting down and he's just he kind of the seat moves up out of well, basically, just they move out of the frame, or out of the shot, and then he just has this kind of like five-minute monologue about his career, which is <laughs> it's very well done, actually. Um, you must have seen Space Jam. You know. I've seen Space Jam. Yeah, Michael Jordan playing Michael. Michael Jordan, Jordan playing Michael. Jordan. How how is he at playing Michael Jordan? Yeah, well, well, I mean, he's playing basketball with some Looney Tune characters, <laughs> so uh, he does as well as someone who plays basketball against a bunch of cartoons. With fine. Uh, that's all I've got. That's the end of this segment. That's surprisingly long. Um, good. <laughs> uh, fine. Um, let's move on then to um, actor facts, where we talk about the films of an actor, and um, we're talking about Brie Larson today. Yep. Um, I've already given an in-depth review of one of her films, um, Unicorn Store. Unicorn Store, yeah. Podcast. Um, but do you want to kick us off with, with some other Brie Larson films? I mean, I think most of it we've mentioned before in a lot of uh, other previous uh, podcasts. So she was in Scott, Pil- Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. She was. Uh, Edgar Wright film, uh, which we both love. And we, yes. know we both love. And I'm pretty sure our audiences know we both love. Yeah, <laughs> you, um, you know I have a superly large number of um, Funko and Pops. Yes. Uh, Brie Larson is one of the, the relatively few actors that I've got more than one uh, of them, so I've got Envy Adams from Scott Pilgrim, and I've got uh, Captain Marvel. Ah, yeah. that's so two is more than other actors. Uh, very f- yeah, I've got no. I don't think there's any. I've got more than two, and there's there's not that many that I've got two. Huh. Um, uh, Twenty One Jump Street, which we both love as well. Yep, great film. Uh, good film. Uh, she was in Room where she got her Oscar. She did. Where she played uh the mother of a child who were held kidnapped. By their abuser. Hmm. Yeah. Very, very grim film. (laughs) Unlike the previous two films. Yes. Yeah. um, And yeah, um, it's a great performance by Brie. Yeah, definitely deserving of her Oscar. Yeah, definitely. Uh, She was in 13 going on 30, apparently. She certainly was. Um, Yeah, she's quite young at the time, so she played one of the... So in, in the earlier scenes... For those of you who haven't watched the fantastic film that is Dead and Going On 30, um, it starts off kind of with kids in school and then you cut to uh, 17 years later. But she's one of the kids in the school at the start. So, hmm. And she was in my least favourite film of hers, Kong Skull Island. Okay, yeah, that was not great, was it? No, the way with Tom Hiddleston, it, it wasn't a great film. No, she was fine in it, but yeah. some sort of... War photographer or something, or just I, I think before this, she did Room as well. Um, so this is quite a uh, huge, come down, yeah, <laughs> from that. So, oh well, that, that's my least favorite film, I can say right now. Fair enough. I've um, I've seen 15 of her films, I think all, all the ones you've mentioned. Um, she's, I mean, she's one of my favorite actors, so she's one of the ones that I will look out for her films. Um, so The Spectacular Now, I've mentioned before, mm-hmm. uh, I love that film. Um, she's not in it massively, it's Miles Teller and Shane Woodley are the stars, but she plays Miles Teller's 
uh, former girlfriend. Uh, Don John I mentioned before. Um, the Gambler with Mark Wahlberg, which is more on Mark Wahlberg's story, but she's, he's a he is a gambler. And she's his, uh, she's a, he's also a professor, uh, and she's one of his students. Um, Free Fire I mentioned a bit earlier, so which was this one of Ben Wheatley and Amy Jump's films, uh, which is, is an odd. I think it, I think I talked about it at the time. I think I did it in um, to see or not to say, but it kind of didn't quite deliver on its promise, which is basically just one long. Um, shootout in a warehouse, effectively, which I think could be could have been great fun and it's pretty good. Uh, Glass Castle I mentioned before is kind of a bit disappointing to be honest. Uh, my least favourite, sorry Simon, is Trainwreck, uh, which is an Amy Schumer comedy, um, in which she plays Amy Schumer's sister. I thought it was bad. Uh, Simon loves it. So, um, yeah, I think as, as an actress, she's I mean she's obviously phenomenally talented. She's got an Oscar, but she does quite a range. Of she's good at comedy. She's, she's quite versatile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now we are going to see her in a lot of Marvel films yeah yeah so I'm hoping she still manages to keep up other wide ranging things it sounds like she is if she's doing all this directing now she's got another film coming up with Netflix at some point my favourite is Scott Pilgrim yeah of course yeah you going with why, that why, why wouldn't it be <laughs> well, exactly um, shall we for a moment pretend that we're going to have time to do Act of Factor next time and uh, no, we won't you, we uh, won't we won't but okay for the time after that who's our actor uh, I don't know whether you've done him before. Uh, I can't remember now. Have you done Keanu Reeves? I don't know. So I looked at our <laughs> spreadsheet, our wonderful spreadsheet. Uh, oh, yeah. You can cut this out a bit, by the way. <laughs> you can cut <laughs> this out, by the way. Uh, the last one I got from you was at the end of December. So okay. there wasn't Keanu then. So I oh, think we did him this year. Pretty sure we haven't done him this year. Okay, Keanu Reeves it is. Um, brilliant. Um, then we move on to the quiz, our final topic, and our final section... Maybe everyone's favourite. Who knows? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't in last week's podcast, though. It wasn't, which I hear was as it was the most popular podcast we've ever done. It has. Yes, it is. It definitely is. Oh dear. <laughs> um, well, to give to give some background to the quiz, uh, this this is uh, the score is four one um, to me this year. Um, I believe this is our fourth year, Zijan, of of quizzing, uh, our fourth calendar year of quizzing. That is true. Um, I believe I've won all, all three of the years so far. Yeah, no one cares about the quizzes, Colin, <laughs> clearly. I think it's the, probably the most important thing we do. Um, we're doing the quiz on Serenity, which I was planning to watch again before doing this, but then did not manage to do. So, Me too. I didn't watch it. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, question one for you, Zijan. What name is given to the Alliance agent played by Chiwetel Ejiofor? Uh The operative, right? Very good, yeah. I just wanted to show off that I can almost pronounce Chiwetel Ejiofor. for. <laughs> Question one. In Serenity, the planet Miranda was named after a character in which Shakespeare play? Uh, Miranda's in The Tempest. Yep. This is all from Wikipedia, by the way. I don't all know right. any Shakespeare plays. Um, I did know that. I did that A-level. <laughs> um, uh, what century is Serenity set in? Uh, it was set in the year 2517. So what's it? Oh, fine. Okay. <laughs> Do I need to explain more? Well, it's not. You haven't answered the question I've asked. Twenty fifth. Point. Because uh, sorry, I'm going to assume. You, I'm going to assume you meant twenty sixth because that's the twenty sixth. Right that one. Yeah. <laughs> you can have that. You know what I mean. I do. Uh, <laughs> the advertisement of what product acts as a trigger for river? Oh. Oh, this is. No, I, I did see this, but I have forgotten it. Let me see if I can. It's some sort of soda, isn't it? No. Is that your answer? Yeah. No, it's a fruity OT bar. Uh, yes. And we're giving you for anything. <laughs> uh, question three. Who plays Dr. Caron, or Caron, the last surviving member of an Alliance survey team? Oh, this is so obscure, though. Is it obscure? It's probably Joss Whedon. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's Sarah Paulson. Oh, yes. Mm. I forgot she's in it. Mm. That's right. I think right. it probably would have been in school at the time, but she's become a lot bigger uh, mm. since. Yeah. Uh, question three. Finish this popular quote said by Wash. I'm a leaf on the wind. Um, oh. This is so popular, Colin. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, the first half is like, but I'm a leaf on the wind. Um, oh. Watch me fly. 
No, I can't remember. No, watch high saw. It's quite close though. Saw. I, I was thinking yeah. saw. I think I don't think winds don't leaves don't saw. No, but they say this in almost all of the conventions, don't they? At the beginning. Yeah, I, I leave on the. I did see something saying that um, someone saying a leaf on the wind is already dead. Uh, which was, that's, that's so sad. <laughs> Um, I should have got that one. Okay, uh, what is the name of the planet where the Alliance inadvertently create Reavers? Reavers? It's... Oh. That would... Oh. Hold on. This is not Miranda, right? Is it Miranda? Oh, is it? No. I've got to go with Miranda. It is Miranda. Yes. <laughs> Was it Reavers that they got, they got created there? I thought they just got very placid and died. Mm, but then like most people did, but then a small subset of the population went the opposite way and became ultra violent ah. angry and became Reavers. Okay, uh, question four. The events of the film Serenity takes place how long after the final episode of Firefly TV series? Um, ooh, I'd say it's five years. Six months. Is it only six months? Fine. Yeah. Oh, well, you've already won this one, but um, here we go. I have a last question. Um, SFX Magazine named Serenity the best sci-fi movie of all time in 2005? Or that? I mean 2005. I think it might have been 2007. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, can you name any one of the other top five? <laughs> uh, the first alien should be in it. I'm going to go alien. Uh, no, I'm afraid. Not in the top five. Really? Um, I would have accepted Star Wars, Blade Runner, Planet of the Apes, or The Matrix. They're all good films, though, to be honest. Mm. Mm. Uh, the last question for for you is another quote one, because Joss Whedon is good with his quotes. Um, yes, which of the characters said the quote, I aim to misbehave? Uh, that sounds like it was Mal. That is Mal. Well, congratulations, 3-2. I've pulled it back to 4-2 uh, for the year. Mm-hmm. The comeback is on. Um, what are we quizzing on next time? Uh, and by next time, <laughs> I clearly mean the time after next. <laughs> it's going to be that, wouldn't it? Uh Quentin Tarantino films. Ooh, okay. I have seen one of those. <laughs> uh, I've seen a few. So good. Uh, and Zijan, in case anyone wasn't just paying attention earlier, what is our what is our main topic for next time? After ten years of waiting and God knows how many films, Avengers Endgame is here. I'm so excited. Me too. Did, did you get? Are you getting tickets for the premiere? Uh, well, I've got. I'm, I've got my ticket for for one o'clock in the afternoon on the on the opening day. Nice. I haven't got the mine yet. I'm hoping yeah. there's still some left. Yeah. Well, hopefully you do get to see it. Otherwise, it's just be me talking. <laughs> <laughs> cool. See you then. Bye.